Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Twitch Live post-game show. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Uh, damn, I meant to bring up my um, my monologue for the opening of Broad Street Hockey tomorrow because we, you know, we're gonna record on the off day Wednesday. And basically, the the gist it was, you know, I wrote it after the game last night after post-game that tonight's game. Uh, was a, was their first real test, you know. They they beat the Penguins, that was cool. I think they're better than the Penguins, and Tristan Jarry is very bad. Uh, so, they won, they recognized that they were problems, but moving on, they lose to the Sabres, they get embarrassed by the Sabres. Now it was character time, it was time to see... Early in the season, first real test of character, first real test of what this team uh, could be, what it might be, and damn, do they pass it with flying colors? I mean, to one, just come out and limit, uh, to to come out and limit. Uh, I mean, shut out the Sabers. Incredible uh, to limit the the odd man rushes and all the defensive breakdowns. Obviously, they gave up more shots than you want to. Uh, what was the total there? As I sidetrack myself immediately. Yeah, they still get outshot 40 to 30. But um, I, I just thought this was a great character display for this team. Obviously, already missing Couturier. That was a, a matchup issue last night. The first line of the Sabres went wild on the Flyers. But they lose Phil Myers, a top four defenseman. And they lose Morgan Frost, Couturier's replacement, in this game. And have to go with the short bench, protecting a lead. Back-to-back nights, and the team just stepped up, and that's what you want to see. You want to see building blocks of uh, of this sort of ability to bounce back, the building blocks of a team with strong character, and that's what I think was on display tonight. Uh, I thought the coach made two very strong moves. If, I mean, we go back 24 hours, I was saying, I don't know about Vigneault going with Moose. If it was me, I'd go right back to Hart. Well, fuck me, right? Elaine Vigneault, uh, great call to go with Brian Elliott. Um steadied the ship. Uh, we're going to talk about Brian Elliott on the show tomorrow, but something I'm messing around with in my head is um, Brian Elliott, not a technician, you know, not the uh, fundamentally sound sort of goalie that, that Carter Hart is, with a lack of training camp, with a lack of preseason games, could perhaps, could perhaps Brian Elliott not have, just like, maybe have an advantage over the type of goaltender that Carter Hart is, just because he's not relying on being a master of angles, Brian Elliott. He's see puck, stop puck, and he'll throw his body around. Uh, Carter Hart relies on his timing, relies on, uh, you know, his mechanics being just right. And nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's why he's very good. But, like, 
maybe lacks a little bit of explosion. I think he's better uh, in that regard this year, uh, but not like the the Dominic Hasek style goalie, to say the least. Very just fundamentally sound. Brian Elliott, uh, kind of just a guy who goes out and puts it all on the line. Maybe there's something to that that the Flyers can exploit early in the season. Now, obviously, I want Carter Hart to get a majority of the starts, and he's been clutch for them. Um, great in the second and third period of the first two games. Very good in the first period of the third game before everything just kind of fell apart in that second period and he got pulled. Uh, but I thought it was a great move to go to Moose, even though he played over half the game last night. Um in a, in a back-to-back situation. Good job there. And I thought it was also a good job by Elaine Vigneault uh, starting the fourth line tonight, just getting that first shift. Uh, you wanted to take more shots. You wanted to have less of a, a, a cute approach. We talked last night on the post game about how Flyers were just getting too cute, and when the stretch passes aren't there, when the east-west stuff isn't there, sometimes you got to get the puck in the zone, go hit the fucking defenseman, and try to get the puck on net. And starting the fourth line, I think, set the tone for that to be the mentality tonight. Um, they got outshot 40-30. to 30. They also had to kill a 5-on-3 early. Another huge um, a huge accomplishment, huge display of, uh, of character in this one for the Flyers was killing that early 5-on-3. I mean, shit, that could... That could put you in a huge hole in the first, what, five minutes of the game. They were down two guys. Uh, so uh, just really pleased with all that. A couple other notes before I get to you. Yeah, the five on three. Uh, they got to stop it with the stick penalties. This is, I think, an incomplete list. But uh, first four games of the season, Patrick has been called for a slash. Myers for a slash. NAK for a cross check. Lawton for a slash. Hart got that tripping penalty. Myers a trip. Uh, NAK last night was called for that high stick. It was really roughing, uh, but he gets the double minor call for a high stick. Uh, Raffle gets a high stick. Voracek a trip. This team needs to cut it the fuck out with the stick penalties. And I was happy to see that in the third period, uh, what did they, they did kill a penalty. No, no penalties in the third, right. They had to kill that Voracek trip uh, at in the middle of the second, and then Buffalo took that penalty uh, yeah, late in the second, and then there were no penalties in the third. So uh, I was happy to see they were able to get those stick penalties under control because, Jesus, that's what? If we're going to count the NAK high stick because it was called that way, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine stick penalties in the first, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 11 uh, periods of the season. Uh, man, I should have just, yeah times four, minus one. That would have been fine. Uh, But yeah, 11, I can just count on my fingers. That works as well. 11 stick penalties, or nine stick penalties the first 11 periods of the season. Uh, They got to get that cleaned up, and I think they will. I think that's just kind of yeah, getting getting your skating legs under you, but definitely something to keep an eye on. The number of penalties they've taken overall has been too high. But I was just very pleased with the effort tonight. Let's check some more of the notes here. Um, Yeah, power play continues to be eh. Um... Brian Elliott, man, from early on in this one, there it was uh, 5:30ish left in the third in the in the first period. He made a vintage sprawling Elliott. Uh, two minutes left in the first, there was a turnover right in front after Gus hit a teammate with a backhand clear attempt. We're probably going to talk about Gus quite a bit tomorrow on the old BSH Radio. Uh, we'll get into him and the early returns on Eric Gustafson. Uh, not you know, and that's just kind of a bad luck play, but. When you're close to the slot and clearing the puck on your backhand, 
and maybe you know something bad's gonna happen. All right, so that's that. Uh, no penalty on Montour. That was a joke. And furthermore, Carter Hutton, Carter Hutton doesn't come out for the third period. They have to go to their backup, the Sabres do. How did the spotters miss what was essentially... It was incidental because Montour threw, uh, threw Provorov into Hutton, but... Provorov delivers basically like a Chris Jericho Judas effect spinning elbow that knocks off Hutton's helmet. Do the do the spotters just ignore that? Like I don't know. He got elbowed straight in the head. Sent his sent his helmet halfway across the ice. Like I don't know. Seems like he probably should have been taken out before the period ended. But who am I to say anything about that? Right? Uh, yeah. Myers hurt. <sighs> Morgan Frost hurt. Sean Couturier already out. Did the Flyers hire the fucking Eagles training staff and not tell anybody? Like, this is... It's uh, it's, it's concerning to start the year here. Um, is Braun bad? That's a question I want to tackle on the show tomorrow. Uh, if you have comments about... Uh, just I'm still confusing him with Ryan Braun. It's been over a year. I gotta, you know, whatever. And Jakey Pie. That was... I wrote it. Jakey Pie with an exclamation. I had Jake Voracek to score a goal tonight, and he paid off with that insurance goal. Uh, and those are my notes. I am excited about this one. Your boy has been drinking. Oh, dear. That's... Your boy has been drinking a few Maker's Mark Old Fashions. He is off of work tomorrow. All I have to do is record Broad Street Hockey. And uh, that's my day. So I'm looking really forward to a, kind of a bill day. And it starts now, and it started with a Flyers win. So let's get to all of you. It's the post-game show Broad Street Hockey on Twitch Live. Let's talk to all of you guys. Uh, I'm sorry if the chat is paused due to the scroll. I just want to go up and get uh, get some comments. Uh, okay, let's start here. Good place to start. I like the increased physicality, but there were times it looked like they were 2-10 and 10 on making the hit. After they got pushed around a bit, I, I don't blame them. This is a team that's going to win with skill, but you have to play... I hate to say it, but gritty. You have to you have to play a physical game. This is still, you know, it's still hockey. It's still a contact sport. And after they got pushed around a little bit last night, uh, I don't have any problem with them kind of being intent on uh, making a hit. So I didn't really have a problem with that. If they get called for roughing, even a few incidental, like, uh, checks from behind, and uh, dangerous play, you don't want to see it. But if you're just being aggressive and a guy turns and you board him, it's not like you're a bad person if that happens. I would much rather see those sorts of penalties than the ticky-tack, uh, little slashes. That, like we talked last night, if you're going to slash a guy, fucking slash him. Like, take his glove off. Make him really, really regret having the puck on his stick. Like, the, the little trips where you just got one hand on the stick and you do a little sweep. I don't want to see any of that shit. If you're going to hit a guy, hit him. And if you get called for that, so be it. But uh, I'd much rather see that type of penalty. Old school to notepad. Oh, I'm a 100% composition book. Um, I do everything in composition books. Uh, Steph and Kelly and Charlie have me on Google Docs for the for the show outlines because, you know, obviously I'm not going to scan 12 pages of composition notes and send them to them. But other than for that, I am a, I'm a composition book guy. I just, I don't know, you just write, I just, I feel it better when I'm writing than if I'm typing. I had been indifferent towards the Sabres for so long, but now I am sure of it. I hate them. And you know what? That's a that's another that's a fun comment because um I think that's something we're gonna really enjoy about this schedule as the uh 
as the season moves along. Yeah, obviously Penguins, huge rivals, and starting the season with them maybe led to a little bit of the letdown in that third game last night. But there was a heightened emotion because of the the way that game played out last night. Boston obviously rivals, um, you know, there's just been back and forth between these teams forever. Washington, they've been in the same division forever. But I think we're going to really enjoy this... Um, this uh, These duplex games, as we're calling them on my other show, You Better You Bet, that I produce Monday to Friday, except for tomorrow, uh, 4 to 8 on Radio.com, when instead of a home-and-home, home, because that's your home and then you go to the other team's home, the duplex is two games in the same place uh, in, in you know two nights or three nights, whatever it may be. So I, I think we're going to really enjoy that and the... Uh, the heightened emotion, the heightened physicality, the uh, the rivalries coming about because of, you know, you play a team one night and guess what? A night or two later, you're playing them again. Obviously, there's going to be some carryover. And you can see it tonight. Like, Ristolainen had NAK in his sights. It was a thing tonight. Uh, and, like, it didn't get out of hand or anything. No, no one dropped the gloves. But we're only a few games into this, and I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Uh, let's see, Braun looked exposed tonight, I'd agree, yeah, and like, I'm not, you know, we're four games in, um, I'm not gonna say like, oh, Justin Braun, this is a disaster, like, I might say perhaps even tomorrow about another defenseman that signed a contract with this team, uh, recently, but, um, Braun is just like, I like him, I've said this a million times, you all know what I'm gonna say, you shelter him, you use him on the penalty kill, he gets 14, 15 minutes a night. I got no problem with it. But, man, uh, he can he can hurt you out there. What did he play tonight? Yeah, 20-37. Who played more than him? Provorov played 27-02. Holy shit. Uh, Sanheim, 25-13. Phil Myers, only, obviously, he comes out. He only played six minutes and... You know, a minute 39 of that was shorthanded. So, obviously, elevated times for everyone tonight. Haig, another one, 1808. You don't want him You don't want him playing more than 15, 16 minutes. Uh, Gustafson, 1952, way too much for him. They, they, this defense, I'm not going to harp on the defense tonight because, like, they won and I'm excited. But they got some things to figure out about this thing and... There was a trade today. Uh, it was for a left-handed defenseman, but uh, some defensemen switched teams today, and, you know, uh, that shows us, one, teams are going to be willing to make trades this season, and perhaps because of the rules where you have to, you know, quarantine and everything, perhaps instead of waiting till the deadline, because, like, if you wait till the deadline, the dude's not going to join your team for how long, perhaps there will be more early season trades this year. Uh, I would not be opposed to the Flyers if they can get... A reasonably, and I realize what I'm asking for is a lot, you know, like a reasonably priced right-handed top four defenseman, like, oh yeah, every team in the league would like one of those, Uh, but uh, I wouldn't mind going and getting one. Hope Fletcher's looking. Not concerned with Braun's shot, that's not his game. No, it wasn't, I don't care about his offense at all. That's not even what I'm concerned with. Uh, It was just, just a couple of turnovers in his end, just a couple of plays that for a solid stay-at-home defenseman, which is what he's supposed to be, um, he could have been better. Just a few turnovers, few sloppy plays, and he's a veteran. He gets his legs under him, maybe he cleans it up, but, you know, He's a year older. We didn't think he'd be back with this team this year until Niskanen retired. 
Something to keep an eye on. They have a lot of situations on the blue line to keep an eye on. Yo, what up, Bill? Well, the Flyers won. Brian Elliott gets the fucking shutout. How about it? How about Brian Elliott tonight? Uh, what's going on, Trevor? Okay, Voracek scored a goal, and he can be very good at times, but as far as I can tell, he's playing just above average. No, I'm annoyed by his inability to gain the zone, really. I think he's one of the best players at gaining the zone. I think he's just a guy who tries to carry the puck, and carrying the puck... You... Listen, a dump-in is a turnover. You, you know, you can go and retrieve it and make a hit and win a battle and get it back, but Jake is a, tr is a guy who tries to gain the zone with possession, and I appreciate that. They need more players like that. Could he be? Uh, could he choose his spots better? Sure, uh, but he's been productive, and that's all. I like Jake Voracek. I look at Jake Voracek, and I think points production. That's what I need out of him, and he's done it through four games. So I'm cool with it. Okay, I was a little overly negative in my assessment last night. Thanks for keeping me honest, Bill. Listen, I wanted to. Had they come out and looked the same way tonight? and kicked off my, you know, 36-hour vacation with frustration, I'd be fucking banging the table and slamming this goddamn maker's mark and just swearing nonstop incoherently. Uh, but I wanted to give them tonight to right the ship, and from what I can see, that's exactly what they did. Braun Haig pair is not great. No, it's not. And they wanted to have it broken up this year, uh, and, you know... Ghost is in COVID protocol, Myers is injured, Niskanen retires, like, they're already behind the eight ball in terms of what they have on defense, um, and, and not like, you know, I'm not saying, again, like I said last night, I'm not thinking Ghost is some savior for this team, he's kind of a non-factor until I see him actually be productive again, uh, but I, I think he's a pretty good hockey player overall, uh, but, you know, we haven't seen that in a while. Don't, eh, that's all I'm going to say about Ghost the rest of the night. If I start again, stop me. Not that I'm ever anywhere close in the comments, but, uh, yeah. No, I don't want Braun and Haig paired at all. It's just like, when Haig is on the ice, you're going to be in the defensive zone, regardless of who his partner is. Justin Braun is actually good, career-wise, in the defensive zone. Like, there are plenty of stay-at-home defensemen who get that label because they just suck. He's actually one of the guys who, like, there are less goals and scoring chances against than anyone else who spends that kind of time in their own zone. So, if Haig's going to be out there and you don't have a better partner for him, I get the idea, but fuck, man, I don't want those two together. <laughs> it's almost like Haig isn't an NHL-level player. I, I think he's... Uh, they don't have the right partner for him, and he's a third-pair defenseman. I think he's average third-pair defenseman. Like, what? Wh I'm not going to come up... This ain't going to be the Bash Robert Haig show when they just shut out a team that beat them 6-fucking-1 last night, or whatever the score was. Gus also struggling a bit. Yeah, that's going to... Um, I'm going to save a lot of the Gus discussion for, um, uh, for the show tomorrow, but... He's one of the most concerning elements through four games for me. Braun's shot became a part of the game once the bench gets shortened, and that's a good, you know, you need versatile players, but that's just not what he does, and I don't give a fuck about his shot. If he doesn't take another shot for the rest of the year, I don't care. Uh, I, I, it was just little things I noticed about Braun tonight in his own zone where he's actually been good in his career uh, that kind of concerned me way more than that.
Gus is so soft on uh, on the puck in the D zone. He's giving them up like crazy. Yeah, just not smart passes, sloppy passes, off target. Just, mm. I, I wish he would skate it more. Honestly, I like. I remember when they signed him and we were comparing him to Gustafson, or we were comparing him to Ghost. Brought him up again. I know uh, on the show, but like. To compare their styles, like, oh, they're kind of the same player, but not really. Gustafson's more of an outlet pass kind of guy, and Ghost is a skate-the-puck-to-safety kind of guy. Um, Gustafson needs to skate-the-puck-to-safety a little more, because his fucking passing is not on point to start this season. Is it taxi squad time already? I mean, yeah. I, I don't... If... I'm, I'll catch up in the comments or get closer at some point if you're if you guys are watching post game. Um, there might not be an update till tomorrow, but I mean if Morgan Frost is out, I assume they insert Connor Bunneman, um, move some things around. Bunneman comes in on the fourth line, and maybe you move somebody up. Maybe G moves to center, depending on how long it's going to be. I don't know. There's options, uh, but they're also going to need a defenseman. So if it's not taxi squad time, it's at least extra guy time. Do they have extra defensemen on the roster, or do they have to go? That's a good question, Bill. Things you should know about the team you cover for a living. Uh, let's see here. Where are you at, Flyers? I can never find the team I'm looking for on Cap Friendly every time. Uh, yeah, Friedman is on the actual roster. Uh, so I assume if, if, Myers, if Myers is out for another game or whatever, more time, it'll be Friedman, and then, um, you know, Bunneman they already brought up, uh, to be the extra guy with Couturier out, so I assume those two will be coming into the lineup if the, if the injury news is negative. They might be fine, might be precautionary or whatever, uh, that they missed the, the games, uh, the rest of the game after they got hurt, but yeah, it's, um, the depth is being tested already, you know, you lose Sean Couturier, you're like, well, Morgan Frost, here you go. Now Morgan Frost is out. We talked all off season. We talked in all the season previews about how deep this team is. Time to prove it. Uh, they beat the Penguins in the second game, basically without Couturier. He got hurt on like the second shift. Um, they won tonight, second end of back to backs with with five defensemen. They're going to bring some guys in. I so far the depth has held up. I'd say. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are... It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void where prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. So we see Friedman on Thursday, even if Myers can go. Um, I wouldn't hate it. I'm not, 
Like, I want to give Gustafson a chance to play himself out of it, but I'm also intrigued by Mark Friedman. Uh, the possibility of switching around the pairs a little, maybe finding a little bit more balance, but listen, I know we all like Mark Friedman, we're all rooting for Mark Friedman, but what is he really? He was a third-round pick in 2014. That was a long time ago. He turned 25 on Christmas of, you know, of uh, 2020, this most recent Christmas. He has played seven NHL games. So I know we're all rooting for Mark Friedman. We all see a potential upgrade over at least certain players who we have biases against. Um, But if he was any good, like... And not even, I don't want to disparage the guy. He might be a nice, solid player uh, who just is a late bloomer, finally getting a chance. Maybe we'll see. Maybe he'll come on and fucking light the world on fire if he gets a chance. Uh, But I'm not like, yeah, let's see Friedman. Finally, we get an upgrade on D. Like, I, I wouldn't go that far. If he comes in for Gustafson, we'll not have a problem with it. If the coach makes that determination, um, no problem. And that's in the in the um, in the event Myers can go, like the comments said. If Myers can't go, Friedman comes in regardless. Uh, Frost looks pretty sharp. Frost looked good. I yeah, I feel bad for the kid. I hope I hope he can suit up on uh, when's the next game today uh, Thursday. I hope he can suit up ASAP. I want to see Morgan Frost get a real opportunity. I want to see him earn a place in the uh, in the top twelve. You know, made the team as a thirteenth forward, got an opportunity right away. It lasted a game and a half. Um, I, I hope he's good to go. Uh, depth will be tested. I mean, it's being tested already. Uh, yeah. Uh, James from above. Get the injuries out of the system now so we are healthy heading into April. Maybe there's something to that. I was I was thinking, like, while last night's loss was a terrible effort and a bitter disappointment, uh, and I'm very happy to see them bounce back tonight, um, it might not be the worst thing in the world to, like, still be working some things out early in the season. You know, we're talking about all these lineup things they have to work out, especially now with the injuries. But how many Flyers teams, and, you know, I might be, Jesus Christ, I'm going to say I might be dating myself. I'm fucking 32. Um, (laughs) But, like, when we were younger, how many really good Flyers teams peaked in, like, November and December, you know, and then weren't playing their best hockey? And, like, getting the injuries out of the way, that's mysticism voodoo i get it i say shit like that all the time too not not um not criticizing you either but like if they're not peaking yet it's not the worst thing in the world just in terms of overall play but again very happy with uh, the bounce back effort tonight the ice looked ugly not bitching just wondering if i was the only one who noticed i've noticed the bad ice in the past i didn't really uh think it was an issue tonight while i was watching but now looking back and thinking about the Flyers' issues passing through the first four games and um, the number of opportunities that were flubbed in some way by the Sabres, like uh, shots rolling off uh, the end of the stick and just hopping sticks and things like that, maybe the ice has been a, more of a factor. Ivan Man, uh, Iron Man Ivan really stepped up tonight. 27 minutes of ice time and a save. Yeah, how about that? Glove save and a beauty. That was a nice one. Nice win, but hopefully these injuries don't pile up. You can't control injuries. They're disappointing. They're frustrating. You can't control injuries. 
next man up mentality. It's one of the oldest cliches, but fuck, man. Eagles won a Super Bowl with like without like half their starting lineup. So this is why you have depth. This is why we were so excited about this team's depth, uh, because we know injuries happen. Do you know if the refs have to stay with the division all season, too? It makes sense for COVID reasons, but all those missed calls tonight make me want them out of here. I don't know the answer to that. That's a very good question. Uh, Something I'm going to look up and maybe talk about on the show tomorrow. But here's the thing. All referees in all sports are bad because it's really hard. That's just the conclusion I've come to. Like, we're like, oh, these NFL refs, oh, these umpires. Like, you know what? It's every sport the officiating is bad because it's a really hard job. I still hate them all with a passion. Hate officials. Wish they weren't even out there. Uh, But they are. They're part of the game, and they have a very difficult job, and I recognize that. So if it's this crew, if it's another crew, if it's the same three crews doing every game, what are you going to do? I don't think that will change um, the quality of officiating, because all these guys have the same fucking boss, and they've all been doing it for a million years. I think it's just difficult. Elliot looked like a solid backup out there tonight. Yeah, Elliot more than did his job. I mean, Christ, a 40-save shutout after a 6-1 loss. You know, he came in and played half the game last night, and, you know, he let in the two goals, but kept it from getting more out of hand. It wasn't on him that the team just shit the bed the night before and then comes out. And plays plays as well as I've seen him play. Uh, some vintage Elliot sprawling saves. I just really like that guy. Um, at a certain point, they're going to need to move on. But I just... Going back to when it was him and Mirazik and everyone gets hurt and he comes back early from the injury so he can play in the playoffs. And I just think he's a battler. I just think he's a fucking hockey player, man. I really, I just think, you know what I mean. Obviously, he's a hockey player, but I won't give hockey player to every goalie. I won't give him, I won't give that one up. Natural police. Uh, yeah, I don't give that one up to everybody, but Elliot, um, in his tenure here, has impressed me and can't say enough about what he did tonight to make sure that uh, the loss last night uh, didn't turn into a, ah, oh, fuck, now we're 500 sort of situation. Defense and scoring was not addressed in the offseason. Bring on Cam York and Bobby Brink. I mean, the scoring is what it is. They have a very deep group of forwards, and the guys they have are supposed to produce, and I think they will. We've seen them go over three goals, three of the first four nights. I Yes, they could use one stud forward, um, but I think what they lack in that, they more than make up for in depth, and the defense is an issue, and it does need to be addressed at some point. The flat cap is hurting them uh, once they maybe bank some cap space. I just checked, and Sean Couturier is not on long-term IR, so... They are continuing to bank the little cap space they have, uh, hopefully with the idea that maybe they can bring someone in at some point to steady this uh, this blue line group because, man, they weren't that great before Phil Myers went down. Lawton constantly s- sacrificing his face for the good of the team slash power play. Yeah, Lawton's a guy who... Um, not that I'm, like, as tough as an NHL player or anything, because I am not. But uh, when it, any fight I've ever been in, I've thought, like, look at me. 
Why are you hitting me in the face? (laughs) If you hit me in the body, I will crumble. If you hit me in the face, I will laugh. Lawton reminds me of just a guy that when he gets punched in the face, he actually likes it. Like, he's hope. Like, yeah, he's trying to draw a penalty, and he's trying to get in the other team's head, but also he kind of just likes it, you know? Slash his finger off, Crosby style. Oh, wow, I'm like 20 minutes behind in the comments. Scoring, uh, yeah, to the reply to the other comment that they didn't address scoring. Don't they have like 11 goals in four games? They do. Um, I'm glad they broke out a little tonight. Granted, it was after Carter Hutton came out of the game. But um, I, I, I'm still going to get into it on the show tomorrow. I got a whole thing about like what the offense has produced against Tristan Jarry and what the offense has produced against not Tristan Jarry. And if you take the empty netters away, the empty netters away it's still a little concerning, but I think the offense is going to be there. Um, but the biggest concern on offense for me is the power play. They got to get the power play, just some semblance of consistency. You don't have to score every time. Like, if at the end of the season you're at 25%, you did a great fucking job. But when you're just not threatening for most of the two minutes, that's obviously a concern. Hope they stick with Provy Sanheim and try some new guys below them. I, I mean, this is Sanheim's opportunity, right? He's been he's been on the doorstep of breaking out. I thought that uh, a couple of years ago when he had what did he have like thirty seven points or something? He he, he was really gonna uh, take a step forward. I thought he was fine last year. He was better than fine in the second half. But if he's gonna be playing. A lot of minutes if he's going to be Provorov's primary partner, perhaps. Provorov's primary partner, perhaps. Um, this is his real opportunity to finally become that guy. Uh, maybe he's not as good as Provy, but he's out there with Provorov, and it's not like, ooh, yeah, Ivan's carrying him, you know? Uh, it, this is his opportunity to really take that next step. I know it had to be done, but boy, uh, I miss Simmons when guys like Ristolainen and McCabe take runs at Myers and Frost. Sure, um, they, they have some physicality, they have some guys, but I will forever love Wayne Simmons. I, you know, I will miss Wayne Simmons. This team could win. When this team wins a cup, I will say, damn, I wish Wayne was here. Why the slow start still, Bill? I mean, they scored the first goal... In the uh, the second Penguins game, I believe, and they scored the first goal tonight. I thought tonight, more than a slow start, it was kind of a recognition that they needed to tighten the fuck up. Because things, there were still times where it went a little back and forth tonight, but I thought there was a, a real reduction in the amount of, uh, you know, times multiple, multiple opponents got behind the defense. I thought there was a real reduction in the amount of odd man rushes, and that's something they have to work on. But I thought it was a purposeful adjustment to kind of survive the beginning of this game and just be like, if we're just not trailing, we can win. Like, if we just don't play like shit to start this game uh, and don't just let it be wide open, if we can just tighten up and get our structure, get our legs under us, and then go from there. Uh, but, yeah, overall, slow starts are uh, have and have played this team for quite a bit of time, but they're 3-1. and one. So, like, <laughs> 75% is pretty good. Keeping it real, the Flyers have a ton of puck luck in uh, three of these first four games. If some of these bounces don't go their way, we could easily be 1-3 or 0-4. Oh Defense has been a sieve. 
Yeah, I mean, you need luck to win. Like, that's hockey. Like, that's... I see what you're saying, and there are things they need to tighten up, and I think they made an effort to at least address that somewhat tonight. Um, But, like, goaltending is, like, half luck. You know, how many teams are actually bad but have a good goalie and win way more games than they should? How many times have the Flyers outplayed teams and you're just like, well... Guess I just got to tip my hat to the opponent's goalie. Like, so I, I think luck just weighs in in a lot of things, and the fact that things are bouncing their way is good because at a certain point it won't. But to not have your A game and still be opportunistic enough to win bodes well for when they finally get rolling again. Like, if you're watching any of these other teams right now, shit, man, like, there's a lot of mistakes being made throughout the league, you know? There's a lot of... There's a lot of stuff uh, that every team needs to clean up because there was no preseason, training camp was short, all that stuff. So, yes, I, I see where you're coming from, and this 3-1 and start might not be a great snapshot of how they've played overall through the first four games, but um, it's much better than the alternative. Have they tried Gus Braun yet? Uh, I... Maybe tomorrow. Uh, they're going to have to... Uh, there's going to be a lot of mixing and match. I thought the... I thought that even if everyone was healthy, I thought that this blue line was going to be a ton of mixing and matching to start the year uh, because there is there is no perfect partner for Provorov. Perfect partner for Provorov. Uh, just a lot of uh, a lot of alliteration tonight with Provorov. Um, there isn't a perfect partner for him. Especially if you didn't want to break up Sanheim Myers. Now Myers is hurt. Now you're probably going to have two lefties on the top pair if you keep Sanheim up there. Um, and the third pair is, I don't even know. If I was the coach, I wouldn't know what to do, especially with no preseason. Like, I don't know. Like, a guy like Gustafson, maybe he's going to have a good year. Maybe he's not. He's just kind of one of those guys, you know. Uh Haig, maybe he improved. Maybe he's just who he is. Maybe Braun has another year of solid D in him. Maybe he's done. Like, there's so many question marks, and now with Myers hurt, even more. But it also gives the coach an opportunity to try some other things, like Sanheim up top, uh, Friedman coming in. So, uh, I guess like the person said earlier, at least they're getting an, uh, person said earlier, at least they're getting it out of the way now. Maybe. Uh, and this will help them. This will expedite the process of figuring out what this defense is going to be. But in terms of pairings, I always thought this was going to be, I don't know, take a little bit out of bag A, see what's in bag B, look over there, maybe there's a guy. Uh, like, you know, it's the weakness of the team. I've said it in every post game so far. The group of defensemen that they have is the weakness of this team. How nice is it that the sh- like goaltending is one of the strengths of this team? That's pretty cool. Forward depth, obviously, a strength of this team. But the D, and I'm not even saying it's bad. It, it hasn't been good to start the year. But player for player, I'm not even saying the group is bad. But they have a lot to prove and. There aren't, like, obvious solutions, even the way there were last year. Um, 
you mix and match. Last year, you can mix and match a third pair with Haig, Braun, and Ghost. Ghost, again, mentioned him. Um, second pair, you keep that Sanheim and Myers group together. And then we brought in a uh, we brought in Niskanen as a vet to play, a right-handed vet to play next to Provorov, and boom, we at least have the right... We at least have the right ingredients, even if it's not, you know, the if it's not like a Nashville Predators style, uh, you know, group of top four, top six defensemen. This year they don't even have that good mix. It's just so many uh, square pegs and round holes trying to be fit together. I trust Elaine Vigneault to figure it out, but it is going to take some experimenting. Sabres have no right to be this frustrating. We hate our rivals, but Buffalo, with having to play them six more times, we're going to come to hate them for just existing. Uh, the play with a chip, they play with a chip on their shoulder that they've never earned and probably never will. I just think Buffalo's a good team, and they're going to play. Uh, you know, there's a reason that Ristolainen's in their lineup. There's a reason, uh, and they added some talent. You know, I think I picked Buffalo to make the playoffs. I'm not. Saying, like, that was the smartest pick. It was kind of just a contrarian thing, um, picking against people who think the Rangers are actually good and wanting to keep the Islanders out of the playoffs and uh, wanting to not pick the Penguins. But I think the Sabres are an actually decent team. Love to see TK getting it done. It is so nice that through four games he has four goals after that, uh, after that playoff output. At least, like I said this after, when I thought he scored on opening night, but it ended up being uh, Lindblom's goal. Just glad it's not like a running tally of X number of games since, uh, you know, uh, since TK's last goal. He's only got this many goals in this many games. I'm just glad he's come out and is producing the way we need him to immediately. Because we do need him to. He is... I will still say, like, Couturier is the team's best forward. We know this, what he does in all three phases of the game, in all three zones. Um, I mean, he won the Selkie Trophy for a reason, and he's a pretty good offensive producer on top of that. Um, But they need TK to be an explosive, productive, dynamic player, and so far so good. Time means nothing to Russian machine. It certainly doesn't seem to. They need to cut it out with the fucking turnovers in their own zone. God damn. Very much agree. And some of that is bad luck, some bad bounces, and some of it is just not being strong enough on the puck, uh, not being patient, making bad decisions, uh, being off target on passes. It's it run, There's no one thing. It's like every single one of those things is bad. Gus, uh, yeah, Gustafson's going to frustrate. Prepare yourselves accordingly. Oh, I was, I was ready for that already. I was just hoping, like, after he picks up, you know, power play looks good, opening night, picks up a couple of assists, was just kind of hoping we'd get a little bit more of a glimpse at the offensive upside before he showed us, you know, what's on the other side of the book. You know, what's on the other page uh, is is what he does and how he can hurt you uh, in other aspects of the game. I assume, you know, he'll have some three-point nights, you know, a couple of power play tallies that uh, help them win the division, and I assume he will have some nights where a couple of defensive breakdowns might cost them some games, and that's just what you have to live with and hope the good outweighs the bad with Gustafson. He's a little concerning, <laughs> They did this same stuff last year, had stinkers that came out and uh, came out the next game with a win. And that's, I mean, it's an 82-game season, it's a 69-game season, it's a 56-game season, whatever. 
that happens. Like, there's a lot of fucking games. You're not going to have it every single night. Uh, and that's why I was waiting to fully judge them based on last night's performance until I saw what they gave us tonight. And what they gave us tonight was just in terms of, like, I'm watching the game with my wife, uh, and she goes, you know, at least they look awake tonight. They, they're, they're competing out there. And that's what I wanted to see. You know, the win is huge, the clutch goal from TK, getting the insurance goal, shutting it down in the third period, all those things are good. But even more important than a win was to just see a, uh, a concerted effort to reverse the trend they started the previous night, and I was pleased with that. Uh, injury updates, uh, ZH Boyle, they're getting MRIs tomorrow, so nothing yet, so that's what we know about Frost and Myers, hopefully on BSH Radio, uh, we record, I believe, tomorrow afternoon, so it might even be out, like, uh, in the early evening for you, uh, we'll have, we'll have some more, uh, we'll have some more solid news on what's going on with Frost and Myers after they came out, after they came out of the lineup tonight. What are we thinking for Boston? Which team shows up? I'm expecting the Flyers. I think the Flyers are a good team. Like, yes, they played poorly, but I don't think this is a Jekyll and Hyde team. I think they will be fairly consistent this year and be pretty damn good. I'm expecting them... I mean, you know... (laughs) If they split with Boston and one game is great and one game isn't, I'm not going to be up in arms about it. I'm expecting two good efforts, though. (laughs) <laughs> when Gustafson is on the ice, do not use the bathroom. Something will happen, good or bad. <laughs> How about Hayes with the three-pointer? Does that count as attempting uh, to score from below the goal line? That's actually a good one. Uh, yeah, obviously. Every below the goal line is good. Um, that was... I ne- I still need to see another look at it. Like, uh, that was fucking incredible. <laughs> Thought that was a functional and pragmatic win, saying that there's still going to be days uh, when we come out the gate slow, and when that occurs, I don't see how we can turn the momentum around. Who is going to step up? That was Simmons' role. Yeah, I mean, how many times did they start slow with Simmons, though? Like, it's not... It's about making adjustments and playing better. It's Listen, I love a guy who steps up and will drop the gloves to change momentum, but... It's not as much how the game is played, and that's how I like hockey. That's my kind of hockey, but it's also... If you're looking for a big hit, if you're looking for a fight, like, it's just kind of got to be someone making a play. I don't really see that as a hindrance to this team. I think there's enough leaders on this team. I think there's enough character on this team. Um, Like, a big save, like, for Brian Elliott tonight. Uh, Like, Brian Elliott's effort tonight switched the momentum from getting blown the fuck out the night before. Like, that's what you're looking for is individual players to just do their job. It's not about one guy going out and, you know, running through a fucking brick wall. Like, I love that shit. But I just don't see that as uh, something that this team is going to have to worry about. Does the D get better as the season progresses and the rust wears off? I would say so. Like, if you look around the league, you know what's hitting a lot? Fucking overs, you know? Um... There's just a lot of poor defensive play. Teams just aren't structured because they haven't had the practice time. Um, you know, I'm, for the tenth time tonight, no training camp, no you know, short training camp, no preseason games. The structure just isn't there for for most of the league right now. This isn't a Flyers specific problem, I wouldn't say. Now that said, 
we thought the group of defensemen on the team were an issue coming into the year, and they've done nothing to show us that that isn't the case. And I think they still they need to add a top four defenseman to this team. Um, I think they're going to be very good either way, but I think to seriously contend for a Stanley Cup, which is what I'm looking to do this season, they need to get another guy. Uh, but I think, like, Sanheim, I expect to be better in a month. Myers, depending on the outcome of this MRI, you know, I'm just assuming, let's just say he doesn't get hurt tonight, like, I'm expecting Myers to be a better player a month from now than he is right now. I'm expecting the cohesion, the um, communication to improve as they just kind of get their legs under them. But, you know, to your point, they haven't been good. Chucky two, uh, Chucky two transactions. I don't like that. It's Chucky two trades. Uh, said at his signing that Gus's offensive upside could cause our defensive strategy to be uh, more uh, to be more offensively powered. I'm not sold on that. Well, I, I, you know, that's the idea of signing him. You don't bring Eric Gustafson in looking to be like, oh yeah, we needed a shutdown defenseman. Like you bring in Eric Gustafson because he can improve one of your power play units. And you get a little bit more production out of your back line. There's another side to that, in that some of the defensive structure last year might not be as good if you're swapping out Gustafson for Niskanen, you know? Woo! Awesome win, uh, TK with the five hole. Yeah, how smooth was that? Just that little boop. Ah, just that little I love that shit, man. He is a... He's a fun player. He Did you have any, like, I had, I thought there was a 0% chance that Hutton was coming up with a save on that TK goal. As soon as I saw TK corral the puck, I thought goal. I didn't, there was not a doubt in my mind he was going to put that shit in the back of the net. At what point does AV put Moran in the lineup? I, you know, when there's a spot for him, I, do you, like, Personally, from what I would just like to be entertained by, um, if my choice is between Bunneman and Moran stepping into the lineup, say Frost is out uh, longer than, you know, just the game tonight, say he's going to actually miss some time, like, I would be entertained by Samuel Moran smashing people's heads. Uh, But, (sighs) Bunneman centering your fourth line, if you move Scotty over or move Scotty up, um, probably is a better option for the overall team being good. You know, like, Sam Moran is playing forward because they don't have a spot for him on the blue line. <laughs> Shit, maybe they will soon. <laughs> like, with all, maybe they're going to throw him back out there on the blue line and be like, well, kid, here's your chance. Forget all that shit about playing forward. Uh, another injury or two, and maybe he'll be back on D. But I... I I am rooting for I am rooting for Samuel Moran. I would like for wherever he plays to be a spot he can stick and him be a good player and not a waste of a first round pick. After all the injuries he's battled back from, um, rooting for the kid. But like, I'm not. I'm not calling for Samuel Moran to be in the lineup. I don't see how that actually improves the team. And then the next comment was, "Can we move him back to D? That would be funny." Moran comes in when Raffle gets his annual foot injury. Yeah, man, block enough shots, you're going to miss six games, and that'll be perhaps when Moran gets his chance. 
Is there anyone on the taxi squad they would want playing top nine minutes? I mean, I doubt it, you know. Uh, let's take a look at the old uh, taxi here. I mean, Carson Torensky, Andy Andrioff, Nate Prosser, Samuel Moran. Any of those names? Uh, and Prosser's a defenseman. Uh, any of those names excite you? Like, no. They're, like, no. If you're dipping into the taxi squad to fill, to fill a top nine spot, you have a hole in your lineup. Do Hart and Elliott split the next two games? That is a good question. Hmm. Kind of think it depends on Hart. <laughs> you know, if, if Hart looks real good, because uh, there's time in between the games, it's not a back-to-back situation. Uh, it's a, what are they playing, Thursday, Saturday? Um, if Hart looks real good in, on Thursday, I would, I would go back to Hart again. Um, if not... Throw Elliott back out there. I lo- like I-, I praised Brian Elliott a ton early a few minutes ago, but I will say like one thing I know about Elliott, you know, like I he's he's an unconventional goalie. He's not like a, a technician out there. He relies on uh, reaction and he relies on athleticism and making some making some highlight saves, which are a ton of fun, but. Also, like, put a lot of stress on your joints and and ligaments. Uh, One thing I know about Elliot is if he plays a ton of games, we will be seeing Alex Lyon at some point. I do not want to see Alex Lyon. Um, Probably a good guy. Don't want to see him starting a net too much. So I would ride Hart as much as possible and put in Elliot in strategic situations and, you know, I was wrong about putting Elliot in tonight. I wanted to go back to Hart, and uh, A.V. decided to go with Moose, give him the scheduled start, and fuck if it didn't work out. Thank God for Kevin Hayes. Such a... I was talking about this earlier. Like, such a... His production on the ice, worth the money. The element of character uh, he has brought... Uh, and personality he has brought to the team, I thought. Especially, we talked about missing Wayne Simmons earlier. And it's different. Like, Hayes isn't out there dropping the gloves or anything. But just the personality he brings to the lineup, uh, I think, is something that this team badly needed uh, when they went out and got him. And it has been a very pleasant surprise. Does G move to center with the injuries to Coots and Frost? Uh, it wouldn't shock me, but you still have Hayes, Patrick... Uh, you can move Lawton up to 3C and then put in Bunneman. So I would kind of like to see G stay on the wing. Um, I, I'd probably prefer to uh, I'd probably prefer to just insert Bunneman and move Lawton up. Honestly, thought Jake really back checked well tonight. I thought um, the team made an effort to just not be so loosey goosey tonight. All right, let's get a few more. Andy Andrioff is still a thing. Yeah, he's still a thing. Chuck should keep an eye on Bobby Ryan. Uh, if we need scoring towards the deadline, he's been on fire in Detroit so far. Would be a cheap rental. Yeah, you know, I don't... It, like... Scoring winger is not what this team needs. Now, if you can get a legit fucking stud, sure. Because why wouldn't you? But, like, top four defensemen are very hard to come by. That's what they need to be focused on. Do you think Fletcher could dual hat and take Roseman's spot too? Uh, what, what would it be, a downgrade? Uh, I'm not saying the Flyers are playing well, but the Sabres look like a reasonable team this year. I think they're pretty good. I think they're going to have a decent record at the end of the year. 
Don't think they're going to be like a bottom of the lottery team, you know? If Myers can't go, do we get Zamula up? I, maybe Zamula comes up to be an extra guy, but I expect it to be Friedman. Gotta love not being the team that runs into the other team's hot backup goalie. Yeah, it's nice, right? All right, guys. Uh, yeah, let's call it. Will Yandel up, end up here? I doubt it. Uh, but, you know, it's a possibility, I suppose. Um, you know, not quite the player he once was, but... Uh, it's, I guess, a slight possibility. All right, guys, we're going to call it there. We're at around 59 minutes. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and boom, content delivered to you daily. It's as easy as that. Um, trying to think. We're going to be recording a new BSH radio tomorrow at some point, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, look for me, and I have hockey bets every day on You Better You Bet, uh, except for tomorrow. We're off on Wednesday for some, uh, you know, for, uh, it was a holiday that got pushed back, so we have the day off tomorrow. Uh, but every other day, Monday to Friday, 4 to 8, you can hear my picks around 6 o'clock on You Better You Bet on the Radio.com app. Uh, what else do I have to sell you? That's about it. So, um, fuck, Flyers are 3-1. and one. What a good win tonight. Looking forward to being back with you for the Boston series. Until then, have a great week, everybody.